This Game Source podcast is being brought to you by our friends at Gamer Protection Guild. The GPG is looking out for every gamer's needs. Find them on Facebook and like them. Gamer Protection Guild. folks to game source podcast episode 74 uh yes <laughs> so uh, it's another ha- another beautiful day in paradise so the paradise yes and we're back with just gerald and i however i was told that there is a mystery guest that will be part of our podcast this evening <laughs> yes there is a mystery guest indeed so should i think we you like should weird like like, uh, shouldn't we have some kind of pronounced, like, theme at this moment? <laughs> Playing I'll think of a drum roll or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, let me see. Survey says. <laughs> Let's see who our mystery guest is going to be. Is I'm it, so nervous with anticipation here. You can just tell it in my voice. The mystery guest has arrived. <laughs> the question mark. Who is the mystery guest? Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> is this the saw? <laughs> Actually, like just to play a game, Angry Nick. I know all about you. No, it's not. Oh, it's Darth Vader. <laughs> no, it's just Angry Nick on a Saturday. Ah, <laughs> uh, and yes, all the slips. I've heard of you as well. I hope so. I show myself pretty darn good, if I must say so myself. Well, good evening, gentlemen. Thank you for having me as part of your podcast tonight. Thank you for being part part of our podcast tonight, Mr. Guest. (laughs) What do we call you, sir? (laughs) For now, we will stick with Mr. Guest. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Well, so, guys, as you can hear, it is Gerald, myself, and Mr. Guest tonight, so... As we discussed yesterday night with the uh, Sony, we're kind of uh, segmenting this out. So this evening it will be uh, Microsoft tonight. So our thoughts on what we anticipate. um, Well, I guess this way. Our E3 2013 preview for Microsoft. Spit it out, son. In the end, there was one. (laughs) So like we were uh, saying yesterday, you know, regarding Sony and Kind of some of the components that we felt uh, would uh, put them on top of the show will be kind of following a similar kind of trait 
a similar kind of uh, thing tonight. So uh, Microsoft, as uh, everybody knows, Microsoft had had their conference revealing their system and their uh, some of the uh, specs, functionality, and a real brief display of some of the uh, some of the games uh, that would be available on it. Gerald, what are your impressions as far as uh, what's been announced thus far at the Microsoft press conference? And do you anticipate them really blowing people out of the water with any any new any new features, or do you think they've really They've shown pretty much what the core foundation and functionality-wise what the system is going to do, and they're probably, and rather, do you think they're going to probably be just introducing a greater gaming component at the show, and and they've kind of already revealed their hands as far as everything the system can do. Quoting what they're saying is that it's going to be all about the games at their E3 press conference next week, and they're just going to be talking about game, nothing but games, 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 games. The Xbox One and their reveal, like you said, they showed a lot of their cards as far as what else the system can do. But they're going to be ma- they said they would be mainly focusing on the games and what exclusive games are coming out forward or what games that are coming out forward with some type of exclusive DLC or some type of exclusivity content for the actual Xbox One is concerned. So I anticipate just nothing but an hour to an hour and a half of a ton of great games from them, first party or third party, doesn't matter, but they're just going to be a lot of them. The majority of them are going to be exclusives or some have, like again, like I said, have some type of exclusive content. What about you, Mr. Guest? I have to say I feel somewhat the same on that. There's definitely going to be a focus on games. There has to be. With their reveal, it focused way too much on the aspects of being able to control your television, and that's just not what the gaming world was looking for. So they've got to, you know, as Mr. Yes Elvis Libs was saying, go with their exclusives, you know. Hopefully they knock one out of the park with maybe like a Halo or something of that sort. Man, it sounds like... <laughs> it, sounds like it sounds like we're like, like in one of those horror movies where <laughs> there's like... Some really like creepy, <laughs> some creepy like murder on the other end of the phone. <laughs> Nick, uh, Nick, I already watched your wedding video. It's been there, seen that. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, that was <laughs> nice. Come on, Drew. <laughs> Didn't they call that scary movie five? <laughs> I'm sorry, I must heckle you as well. Well, you know what. You know, what, what do they say? It's better to, to have lived than it's better to have lived and loved than never have lived at all. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know after knowing your ex-wife. <laughs> Something tells me living was not a good thing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, gentlemen, uh, I guess the next part of the uh, part of the question would be. What do you think the uh, Xbox One will have to show off feature-wise um, at the show that's going to really put it on par with uh, what Sony's already kind of announced? Um, again, I, I know that that's uh, that Microsoft, like like you had stated earlier, Gerald, uh, you, you know, had had obviously made a statement saying that it was going to be all about the games. However, do you think that they are going to release? Uh, or rather, do you think they are going to present anything real unique or anything that they have not showed already that would put them on par with the uh, level of uh, 
entertainment level of uh, just the ability and functionality of the system, uh, such as the PlayStation has has revealed to, to us so far. Well, as far as the functionality of it, I mean, we've, we've talked endlessly about what it can do. I think they're going to, like I said, if they're, they're going to show anything outside of the games, I think it would probably be the functionality of the actual controller and what it can do. And also, uh, I think a portion, whether you like it or not, and I know a lot of gamers like myself are not going to like this, they are going to devote probably some type of time to the Kinect. And I know when it came to those times during the conference in previous years, when it came to the time that, you know, Connect was being shown off, you know, you could hear the collective groan in the Galen Center. It just it's it's just a necessity because Connect is going to be bundled with each and every system. So you better get used to it. You better get used to a lot of these games actually providing some type of content for it, whether it's just shouting out commands or, or doing simple motions it's just a fact of life that xbox one is going to have it and it's going to be a part of it and i just think there if there's anything outside of the actual games that they're going to show there's just going to be the xbox one connect that's going to be shown off as uh, you know a main feature of it all right all right uh mr guest i do think they're going to focus a lot on the connect and i also believe that they may dabble tad on the functionality of the Windows 8 operating system. Yeah, I mean... Oh, and don't forget your good friend Smart Glass. Yeah, I I, I think the, uh, you know, and, and, their, and their announcement regarding, you know, how, how seamlessly uh, that it will uh, integrate with Smart Glass. Uh, you know, Gerald and I were discussing this prior to the actual start of the podcast, and I, I had made a comment regarding you know, whoop de doo I, I, I just don't see the, um, I mean, me personally, and Gerald may have a different opinion on that, but I, I just don't see the benefit of being able to, I, I mean, what, so you're not home? Oh, I need to check the leaderboards to see where I'm standing with, uh, you know, Call of Duty. I mean, I, and to, to be able to browse your TV guide and everything while you're away. I, I, I mean, I, I personally don't see, not that that's not like a, a cool feature, uh, I, I just don't see that as something that it's like, oh, okay, well, I can do that. And that really is a, a huge benefit to me. Why? I mean, I, I just personally, I don't, I don't know if that's really something they should really focus on as a big core component. I think they have other, other important things they probably need to, to make sure they touch on. But, I, I mean, I guess that's an added benefit. I, I don't know. What do you think? I just don't think it's something they really will be spending a lot of time on. If they do, they'll probably just cover it over real briefly. I just think that the feature itself, it's just, it's of the three manufacturers, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, they are lagging way behind just because simply the smart glass technology is so dependent on so many different types of either tablets, mobile phones, or what have you, and to try and work it all in unison with the Xbox One is really not going to be able to provide a whole lot of functionality to it because there's just so many different devices that they want to connect it to. Uh, whereas the PlayStation 4 is just going to be a remote play via the Vita. And with Nintendo, obviously, you know, they have, you know, the, the second screen right there, right right on your lap. So, Well, I, I just think that, like, logistically, I think that Sony kind of made it more... I mean, and again, not that... Not that I don't think there's an added benefit to where 
you know, oh, hey, well, I'm at work or something. Oh, you know, my favorite TV show is going to be on. I, I got dinner, t- dinner, night, dinner tonight plans with my girlfriend and I'm not going to be able to make it home to watch it. You know, hey, let me let me get it on my phone here real quick and, uh, you know, set it to record or, you know, I, I don't think there's, I mean, you know, to have an added benefit of being able to to be uh, transit and mobile and be and still be able to have full control and full power over your entertainment system while you're away. I mean, stuff like that is, uh, you know, that I think that's definitely an added benefit. That's a cool benefit. Um, I think that's something that would be a good thing to push. However, I think they really flopped during the conference with the with the lack of gaming content that they that they showed and and the. I, I forget which uh, what I was watching, but I, I know there were there were comments and, and jokes made to uh, where you know yeah, well Sony showed uh, 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 too much gaming and not enough system, and then Microsoft showed uh, not enough gaming and too much system. So you know, which in essence you know was true. And although I didn't have real problems with Sony, with uh, you know. My only real big issue with that was that you know we didn't get an opportunity to see the system. However, um, I think they kind of like we discussed uh, yesterday, I believe, on podcast seventy three, was that uh, I, I think they wanted to leave some you know, some room for mystery uh, for for e three, and you know what, that was fine. I think I think the timing on that was uh, was pretty well planned, and and I, I don't really have too much beef uh, a beef with them with that, other than the fact that it would have been nice to see the system. So. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, Mister Guest. What's your opinion on all this, this stuff? Obviously, mystery is not necessarily a bad thing. But <laughs> I digress. No pun intended, right? <laughs> exactly. The whole well, functionality of smart glass. I mean, yeah, it's a great feature, but is it not something that we've all been able to do already? I can go through my cable or satellite provider through my phone and be able to hit my DVR. I don't need to spend X amount of dollars on my Xbox One to have it do it for me. So, a little late to the game with that kind of offering, maybe. Are there people that are going to love it? Of course, there always is. Is it something that the majority of the crowd wanted and wanted to see that day? No, not at all. We already have had Smart Glass. We've already seen that what that type of technology can do. We wanted to know, what is the next generation Xbox going to give me as far as my gaming? And they didn't deliver. And Sony, yeah, okay, one delivered one too much, one delivered the other too much. But it's like you said, it adds to the mystery. And did it matter we didn't get to see the system? Yeah, a little bit, but not that much because we actually saw what it was going to do, what it was going to play, and it didn't bore us to death going, oh, well, look, you can talk at it and it'll change your channel. Yeah, I I mean, I have to agree. And it's like, you know, did they... I mean, Smart Glass wasn't anything necessarily that was new to the Xbox One. They, They took a concept that already existed and they just kind of were like, oh, well, by the way... It still does smart glass. It just does it better, <laughs> um, you know. So I, I mean, for that, for that, I, I don't, I don't think that was really. I'm, I'm sure that's again that that's benefit, but I don't think people are going to be going out and buying the system just because of that core, that you know that that core reason. Whereas I think that, I, I guess I think Sony played off 
the whole mysterious, what does the PlayStation look like? I think they played that off really well. I, I, I think that regardless of what critics and, and other media outlets are, you know, harping on about it, well, you show us a whole bunch of gaming, you show us what the system could do, but then you waste your time and, and basically not show us the system. Well, doesn't that make you want to see the system and want to know more about that console even more just because they didn't show it? I mean, does that mean they have something under the hood that they just are waiting just to like, uh, like unleash the beast at E3? I mean, you know, when you, when you think of it in that regards, how they, how they went about doing it wasn't necessarily such a bad thing. I mean, they, they went about doing it in a pretty, you know, in in a pretty, pretty good manner. So I don't really, again, I don't, I don't really have so much of a beef with them because of that. I, I know people are really big on the whole, you know, like I, like I had said uh, earlier, you know, well, um, you know, Sony showed too much gaming and not enough console. Well, you know, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> and Microsoft, they barely showed any gaming, which should be more more of a concern than anything else for anybody. So it seems like they focused on more of the home entertainment than they did on the gaming gaming side of it. And last I checked, I thought that's what the Xbox was for. So, I, you know, you wish in one hand, you know. So. But I'm sure Gerald was just ecstatic and hyped for the brand new Forza. Oh, thrilled to the max. Now, can the mystery guest pose a question to you, gentlemen? <laughs> Fire away, sir. Riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> Riddle me this, angry Nick. No. <laughs> Seriously, if the systems were to come out tomorrow, based on everything we know to this point... Where would you where would you sit? Where would your loyalty sit, your priority? Where would it sit? I I mean, for me Man, that that's kind of a tough one. I would have to say I and I know on a previous podcast I had indicated I would have to lean towards Microsoft, but I think I'd have to change my my, my standing on that and just Seeing, uh, man, just I, I guess as impressed as I was with just how graphically appealing the games are on Sony's system so far, and historically the the genre of games that I like have have historically been associated with the Sony PlayStation, uh, and of course I know that Final Fantasy has has bled cross platform uh, since then, which we never. Never thought that would actually come to fruition, but it but it had. So I guess I would have to lean more towards the Sony PlayStation, even not knowing what the price point would be at at this juncture. I just think that the way that I just I just think the system. That you, sorry, I'm, I'm like kind of I'm kind of in a disposition here. I think the system in its entirety, just power-wise, what it's capable of doing so far is more impressive than um, the Xbox. I, I realize the whole wireless connectivity and being able to control your whole system by your voice and hand gestures. I mean that 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 whole that whole thing is is certainly a, a cool wow factor. But Microsoft was very very uh, they were very well, I'm a lost words tonight. I apologize. They're very skeptical on. They they had kind of made a broad announcement of uh, Xbox exclusive titles that would be available, 
However, they didn't really get into that too much, what would be the exclusive titles. And for me, like uh, Gerald and I were discussing yesterday, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge Uncharted fan. If for that reason alone, a series like Uncharted and The Last of Us, which we were hoping the um, Gerald and I, if you recall Gerald on 73, we were uh, discussing a, a possible adaptation for the PlayStation 4 and what that would mean to people who would be purchasing it on the PlayStation 3. Uh, and I personally know that I'm excited to to even not have played that game yet. I'm personally excited uh, to to have an opportunity to have that on the PlayStation. So, for if if not for the few series that I personally enjoy playing that have always been associated with the PlayStation Three, I would really have to change my standing and say that I would likely at this point lean more towards the PlayStation Four than I would the Xbox One. If for not for any other reason for the uh, otherwise exclusive titles that will be made available just on the PlayStation. Gerald, what's your, what's your standing on that? As far as that's concerned, I'm just going to say that right now, my choice, seeing as what's already brought to the table, I would have to say as a gamer, from a gamer standpoint, I would probably go with the PlayStation 4, but the jury's still out. There's still lots of time to decide. And by this time next week, my answer could be 180 degrees different. So let's take a look closely at those E3 conferences, and we'll take a look and see exactly what they'll have to offer game-wise. And also price-wise, I think price has got to be an issue this time because I'm not spending $700 for another console like I did first day last time. So I think it's an issue as well. So, you know, take it for what it is, so... That's definitely a factor. Is price point? I, I same thing. I, I'm not going to go out and spend 700 bucks on a system. I don't really care how good it is. But we are going to. Uh, well, actually, before we go to break, uh, mystery guest, what is your, what is your standing on that? <laughs> no. What is what is your standing as far as the system is concerned? Which one is yours? One of choice. I'm sorry, I've been listening to your previous podcast all day to prepare myself, and I just really enjoy that Doom point. <laughs> I have to say that if it would be first thing tomorrow morning I had to make a decision, I would have to be right there in the same boat as you guys and go with the PlayStation 4 because of the fact that they showed me more of what I wanted to see as far as gaming went and less of what I could do as far as controlling my television. I'm really upset with Microsoft, if you can't tell that it just didn't deliver what I was hoping for it to deliver, and I really hope that changes. Yeah. As do I, as do I. And uh, I know, Nick, you have another question as far as the titles are concerned. You know, uh, is that not correct? Yeah. What what titles do you think will be, uh, do you anticipate being released uh, for exclusively for Microsoft? And also, I, I guess the second part of that question is, do you think those exclusive titles, being exclusive titles, will give Microsoft any edge over Sony? And sorry to kind of exclude Nintendo out of all this, but do you think that those exclusive titles uh, for Microsoft will, will provide Microsoft any edge uh, in the console war? Well, the Wii U already kind of excluded itself, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... Obviously, they're going to come with a Halo game. That's a given. 
I believe they're going to push a fable. And if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I smell an all-new exclusive IP that maybe none of us really know about. I think they have to. I think uh, both systems have to produce something of a new nature to go along with these new next-generation consoles, and they just cannot 100% totally rely on something previous. Well, we can't forget the fact that they've got the exclusive Call of Duty again where all of the DLC is going to hit them first. And And I think you'll see with almost every presentation that you'll see at um, at least I know that Microsoft and Sony maybe to some extent as well that at the end of the of each uh, game being shown they'll say uh, if it's a third party and remember uh, third party exclusive DLC will come first to our system I think pretty much you can guarantee that that it, you know it, the third party game being on one system I think that those days are over but that doesn't mean that they can't make deals that DLC will come to their system first. Well, but but it's like, who cares? I, I I mean, and I know I I know I know that may sound ignorant to say that, but it's like, you guys don't have any other exclusive titles. Like, who knows? Maybe maybe the announcement of a of another Gears of War would have been probably a little, a little more enticing than well. By the way, guys, we have exclusive DLC that'll be coming out just for my uh, just for the Xbox. I, I it just doesn't seem like anything that was real. Oh, okay. Well, so I guess if I get black, uh, well, I already know that it's going to be cross-platform. So if I get it, I guess I'm just going to get DLC content earlier than it would be released on PlayStation. I, I but, mean, to, just, but to somebody that plays Call of Duty very heavily, that does mean a substantial amount. If they get, they can get the DLC sooner, up to thirty that, days sooner. It does, that, and, and since Call of Duty is the most popular game in the world right now, it should mean something. But that's assuming that everybody, everybody and their uncle plays Call of Duty. That's not leaving anything for. I, I mean, look at the look at the huge fan bases for Gears of War. I mean, I don't need to tell you that. There's a huge fan bases for Gears of War, just like there's a unique fan base for Halo. Two of the biggest, biggest. I, I mean, and and I don't want to misquote anybody. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gerald. Aren't those two of the the highest grossing sales as far as software for the no, Xbox? It's ca- no, Call of Duty, hands down, bar none. Halo. Um, but I mean, in second, third place. Uh, Halo and what? Uh, Gears. No, I'd say FIFA. FIFA, really? Yes. FIFA. FIFA sells uh-huh. over twelve million annually. I don't understand. Why? <laughs> Why? Thank you for alienating all of our soccer fans and all the people in Europe. Appreciate it. And South America. That's awesome. Please, his reflections are of his nature, angry Nicks, and not reflective of anything Game Source, Game Source Nevada, or www.yourgamesource.com. I am a huge FIFA fan. Actually, when I was running the game stores, I recommended to the company that it, that they would go ahead and per, make FIFA a bigger priority, and they just laughed in my face, and they said, you need to make Madden a bigger priority. Well, you know what? Who's laughing now? They're out of business, and I'm I'm just on on this podcast, you know, with with more knowledge gained from it, so... <laughs> 
I mean, not to say Madden is failing. Madden is not failing by any stretch of the imagination. Madden's still selling to some extent and still selling millions on top of that, but they're not selling what they used to sell even ten years, five, ten years ago. I mean, but they're still selling with their yearly iterations, and there's still going to be even more interest to see how good it will look on the Xbox One and PS4, but that's uh, another issue. So I think as far as exclusive software that's going to be on the system. I think uh, definitely you have to look towards a new Halo, a new Gears. But uh, I think also the Quantum Break, um, I think that's just something that's going to tie in more to the uh, the Xbox Hollywood TV channel uh, to integrate something like, you know, do something that Defiance, unfortunately, cannot do. And that's be entertaining on both ends of the spectrum. Um, also, the Halo um, Spartan Wars or whatever you know, is going to be shown on that channel as well is going to have to tie in with whatever Xbox uh, it has for upcoming for Halo um, as far as for the Xbox One uh, is concerned. And maybe even Spartan Assault, which is coming to Windows 8 and the mobile tablets. So hmm. You just seem so excited. Oh, yeah. But I think they have to... And also Rare has announced that there is going to be something imminent coming from them. So I definitely think that Killer Instinct, should it become come about, is probably their most popular because they tried Perfect Dark at the beginning of the launch uh, last time at the Xbox 360, and that didn't go over as well as they thought. They thought that would be a cornerstone of their launch, and unfortunately it didn't come out to fruition. Banjo-Kazooie, I, I don't know... Yeah, so, and other titles. They have other titles in their in their software, but I think Killer Instinct is the one that they should go with. Well, they uh, the, the games they did show, well, actually, uh, they really weren't all that, that really appealing to me. They had too many sports games. I'm not a big Call of Duty fan. Well, never mind. So, no comment on that. But uh, before we go to a break, Mr. Guest, did you have anything to add on that? All right. Well, on that, on that note, we're going to go to a brief recess here, and when we return, we will pick up with our final segment of the evening. Recess. Do we get to play on the monkey bars? <laughs> yes, we get to play on the monkey bars. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> as long as it's not in the Microsoft Xbox One. <laughs> Harsh. Uh. I don't want the connect to watch me. We got a boomer! The round table of doom. <laughs> Alright, welcome back, guys. Uh, well, what time is it? It is the Mr. Yes. Round table of doom. <laughs> Thank you. That was fun. Gerald, you might have to save that I, for future round table dooms. Well, that's it. Yeah, but it just sounds like even with the breathing, it just sounds like he's Darth Vader's second cousin. <laughs> so our round table of doom segment. I suffer from emphysema, sir. That hurt. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> what will Microsoft need to do to come out on top for E3? That is the question. 
We'll start out mystery guest. Free Xbox 360s for all since there's no backwards compatibility. No, seriously, they're going to have to focus really hard on the gaming aspect and push very hard to the hardcore crowd if they want any kind of Thunderbag, because I really don't think this whole entertainment route got them any brownie points with anybody. Well, I think the I think the elimination of the DRM would be a uh, would give them a substantial lead over over Sony. Uh, I I think this used game issue is probably again I know we brought this up on podcast seventy three but the uh, the dr the DRM issue is definitely a uh, is is definitely going to be a very impacting factor for both systems. Uh, really, I. I I think that it's going to be a big uh, determining factor. I, I personally, you, you know, it, it's it's like a catch twenty two. Regardless of what they really end up substantiating from that, whether the DRM is going to be non-existent or if they they are insisting on going forward with it, and there's going to be a, a fee involved, whatever the whatever the fee may be, I think if it's on the lower end of the spectrum, it's like maybe five between five and ten bucks. I think you're going to still see some waves from that, but probably not as substantial as uh, as if it was like full retail price, which people are not obviously probably going to pay. I'm sure you'll have your small amount of people who can afford to pay that to pay it, but I think for the most part that I think that is a huge factor. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that. I had read uh, fairly recently off of uh, Yahoo that there uh, the gamers were petitioning. Um, there, there was a uh, uh, although it was regarding Sony. It's it, a Twitter protest, yes, against oh, DRM. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, it's obviously just seeing seeing gamers go to that length. It, it is a very substantial issue. So I really think it's something they definitely need to visit while. Uh, that revisit and revisit some more and really, really revisit it because I think that is a uh, I think that's a pretty substantial thing they need to consider um, implementing. And I understand due to the, the heightened level of piracy and things of that nature, sometimes these these things are are you know. But when you th- when you really think about it, what is that also going to mean for uh, the the individuals who uh, the the independent sellers who who sell who sell these games like the the best buys and most importantly the game stops of the world that have always thrived on ripping you off from um, used game sales does that mean we will finally see gamestop go bye bye i i mean so I, I i i mean that that's that's like gamestop's core business right there is is used games and now you're going to have people having to pay Fifty, sixty dollars to to get you know to 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 get a used game. It just the concept of it is something that they really need to consider. And I think if they really uh, that would really throw a monkey wrench in things. If all of a sudden Microsoft came out and said, you know, well, we've decided to eliminate the DRM and we will make games backward compatible. Um, you know, however however realistic that that actually is, be that what it may. But I also think that. For them to come out on top, I really think they're going to have to do something to really – I mean a huge wow factor. 
I mean, a really wow factor. I don't think exclusive, uh, exclusive content or exclusive video games or, uh, or things like that are, are really, I, I mean, they make an impact, but I don't think they're the, the things that are going to make the impact. I really think they're going to need to just have some really substantial, just something that you're not going to be able to find on any other system. They're, they're going to need to find that golden, that, that, that golden, uh, that golden thing there. So, uh, Gerald, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think as far as what Xbox needs to do regarding what it needs to do to win E3, I'm just going to first tell tell everyone out there, do not be surprised if they don't commit to really answering the questions that everybody wants to find out about use games, about DRM, about always being on, about is Connect 2.0 always going to be watching you, that type of deal. <laughs> I, Although they did say emphatically that, no, Connect is not going to be watching you and are not going to be recording it. Uh, even though the connect has to be on, um, I just uh, they're they're really not going to answer those hard hitting questions uh, if they don't have to because they've still got six months in order for them to, or I'm sorry, five months in order for them to to answer those questions fully. So they really don't have to be forced to answer those questions come next week. But I will say that they do need to answer the questions on as far as the entertainment aspect of the unit from a gaming standpoint and what Xbox Live is going to deliver and also more importantly what the games are going to have to deliver so they have to they have to go out there whether they're given a 60 minute or 90 minute or 2 hour block they have to go ahead and really after the PR nightmare that they've been experiencing these past 2 weeks they really have to go out and and wow people with exclusive games at at least you know, eight to ten of those games uh, that they've been talking about of the fifteen that they have currently developed should be announced. Uh, also, as well, they need to uh, go and make every effort to announce third-party games that will tie into the Xbox One better than what the PlayStation Four will offerings will will be, and and make sure people know why that they should go ahead and get the Xbox One if they're interested in these games. And then also as well, like I said, the Xbox Live part of it, you have to make it sure that it's still valuable. Ensure to the customers out there why Xbox Live is still the viable online service because people start finding out about what PlayStation Plus has to offer. And if Sony offers that, a continued offer that in the, in the future going forward with the PlayStation 4 and continues to offer that type of value to the consumer, then Xbox Live probably will be forced at some point in time to do something similar. And it would be awesome if they started doing that starting next week and announced something of that nature that would be more in line with the PlayStation Plus account. So that's pretty much what I have. And then, like I said, just exclusives, good exclusives, brand new IPs that will wow everybody's socks off, and just something interesting that they can provide that PS4 cannot that will have us all talking about Microsoft in a good sense, come yeah, next week. I I agree, I agree. Like I like I was saying, I because everybody was talking about them, but they weren't talking good about them. So that's what I was, you know what I want to say. So yeah, it sounds like they've gotten, not that they have gotten positive feedback, but I, it sounds like they've gotten considerably greater negative feedback than they have positive. So um, 
yeah, but we'll we'll see. And uh, actually, on that topic, we uh, we will be uh, definitely be a presence at the Microsoft press conference, and we will be bringing you uh, bringing you that that. And uh, make sure everybody stays tuned for the rest of the week because we also have a podcast dedicated to the third party games, and also we have a podcast, of course, dedicated to Nintendo coming up. As far as E3 previews are concerned, later this week. So check on that out when it hits our site at www.yourgamesource.com. Absolutely, and uh, just make sure that you tune in during uh, during E3 because we're going to have a, a lot of great content available to you. We will be doing podcasts on site there, and we'll be making them available on our on our directly on off our website uh, where you could actually download them. Uh, and off iTunes as well. So just make sure you stay tuned. And uh, we've uh, we're excited. Uh, we can't wait to leave to go there. And uh, we, we're going to have a lot of great coverage for you while we're down there. A lot of great interviews. Well, if you have any questions as far as it's concerned, just email us at yourgamesource at yahoo dot com, or you can just hit us up on our Facebook, and we'll get you the answers that you need. Because we'll have five great staff members on the showroom floor. Well, I personally cannot wait. You guys are great. I can't wait to hear what you guys come out with. <laughs> I personally am very fond of your website and what you guys do. Kudos. Well, we appreciate that, Mr. Mystery Guest. <laughs> well, uh, as always, uh, make sure that you reference our uh, our. We got. Uh, content available on YouTube at yourgamesource.com, and that's D-O-T-C-O-M, full word. Um, also, as Gerald mentioned, uh, we have a lot of great news and media available off of our Facebook as well as our Twitter and our greatest resource, which is at www.yourgamesource.com. And uh, don't forget to check us out on iTunes as well. Uh, podcasts are available off our website and iTunes. Well, until the next podcast, which should be very soon. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Mr. Guest, thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you very much, Nick. And until next time. Arrivederci. <laughs> and remember, this Game Source podcast was brought to you in part by the GPG, the Gamer Protection Guild. Find them and like them on Facebook at Gamer Protection Guild, fighting for your rights as gamers.